everyone. Welcome back to the You're Not Finished podcast. My name is Brittany Franklin. I am the host of this podcast. And it's been a while. Of course it's been a while. I mean, I feel like I always end up taking a month off from doing podcasts specifically. I don't know if that's intentional, although you can't accidentally not record a podcast. So I guess it is intentional in a way. Um, But it's good to not ever force content when you don't have the mental, emotional, or spiritual capacity to create it. Um, And so August for me was a really difficult month mentally um, to the point where it got to the point where I was even calling out of my nine to five more than usual which normally I try to push through that so I can get the bag that funds you're not finished, which I wouldn't recommend just pushing through stuff without dealing with it properly, which is what I was doing. But last month I got to the point where I was calling out more and even my boss was like, you, you need to take some days and I was like, you're, you're correct. <laughs> so I took her up on that offer. Um, she was very kind enough to suggest that to me. And I took the following week to just refocus and redirect my thoughts towards positivity and towards God and towards what the truth was instead of what I was focusing on, which was grieving and the dynamic of family and that and the dynamic of my interpersonal relationships, platonic relationships, the dynamic of church community, um, workplace stresses. Uh, I had a lot on my mind and it was causing me to be causing me to be and feel more depressed and anxious than usual during the month of August. I did experience a wave of suicidal thoughts and I reached out to a friend who, man, I know you're listening to this, dear friend, and I just cannot, like we didn't have this grand conversation after I told you what I was dealing with, but the fact that you, you prayed and you were just, you were just thoughtful enough to take time uh, out of your extremely busy schedule to even make time for a phone call and stuff like that. That's like, that's a really big deal. So um, I want to, I've already thanked you privately, but I just want to thank you publicly um, because I am incredibly grateful for your friendship and you are extremely valuable to me. I think it's important to tell people that, to tell people in your life how valuable they are to you, as difficult as it may be for some people. I know sometimes people struggle with either receiving good compliments about themselves or giving compliments about other people, but people need to know that they are valued. Um, I need the world to know 
the world, meaning the people that decide to listen to this podcast, how valuable my friend is to me. And so, yeah, friends are important. Which brings me to the topic that I'm actually going to talk about today, because I've been seeing a lot of YouTube videos lately with people saying that they have no friends and they're okay with it, essentially. And I'm just like, are they lying? Because, like, we need community. We're not wired to to be by ourselves. And it's funny that I'm saying this because I am super prone to isolation. I love being in my own space. I'm a giant introvert. But if I'm being all the way honest, I crave community. Like my natural instinct, probably because of like trauma and and past experiences and stuff, I'm working through it, no worries. But I'm also fighting through those things as well. But my natural instinct is to be by myself. It wasn't like always like that. Like I used to be a huge extrovert, life of the party type of person, really needed to be around people until I realized that community became a kind of like idolatry. So I guess to expound upon that, it got to the point where I hated being by myself. And I realized that I hated being by myself because I hated myself. I hated the thoughts that I had when I was alone. I hated what I would meditate on. I guess it's the same thing. I hated just me as a person. I didn't really know myself outside of being around other people and hearing feedback from other people. And so after I stopped drinking, that's when I had to, you know, isolate for a little bit to figure out myself and my identity outside of being who people expected me to be and being this person that I didn't even fully like all the way. Uh, well, I did say I hated myself, so there you go. Um, but, but still, despite that, there's this huge, like, no friends problem. Like, I love friendship. I tell people all the time, like, I've always desired, like, this David and Jonathan type friendship. If you don't know what that is, it's a biblical reference. Two biblical characters, David and Jonathan, had a really, really strong and tight platonic friendship. Their love for each other was so deep. I remember reading that story when I was a kid and being like, that's the type of friendship that I want. And maybe I gleaned towards that because I grew up an only child. And so, you know, my friends became like family in a way. I was also always on a team playing sports and stuff like that. So, you know, caring for people, having connection with people, friendship and all that stuff, it was foundational despite my upbringing. Anyway, back to what I was saying. 
the no friends and I'm okay with that YouTube videos have been concerning to me because I feel like it's easier to claim contentment with being alone instead of admitting you're lonely. Admitting you're lonely is rough. Like loneliness is like, there's like a stigma surrounding loneliness. Like you're weak if you feel lonely or something like that, or something is inherently wrong with you if you are lonely. And so instead of admitting something like that, which is a very valid feeling, there's Despite all of the people in the world and despite all of the ways in which we can be entertained, you can still be lonely if you don't have genuine connections and friendships with people. It's just facts. So it's a normal thing that people have stigmatized, just like mental health and and all that stuff. But needing support and love and friendship not just needing those things, but then expressing those needs or having to suppress those needs because you can't express them and not receiving those needs either because the person or people that you have expressed them to doesn't know how to provide those needs to you or those needs are being met because they're uncommunicated needs. So nobody knows that you need them. That hurts very deeply. It's potentially killing us, at least those of us who feel alone in our relationships, whether they be platonic, not platonic, or your family relationships. As I mentioned, I like being alone. I do spend a lot of my time alone, but that intimacy within community is something I super crave. But I realized that there's a lot of times where my fear of my needs not being met or my fear of being hurt or rejected supersedes my craving to be in community. And so there's like this fight, this inner fight that I have within myself that I'm like, oh man, like, let me reach out to this person. But it's like, oh, like what? Like, what's the dynamic going to be? Like, are we going to argue? Like, what's going to happen? And so I'm like, I don't want to, it's like, I don't want to deal with that. So let me just not reach out, which is dumb because it's like, just reach out. If you argue, then okay. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Or if you disagree on something, then it's not a big deal because both of us should be mature enough to just be able to have a conversation, to have fun to connect without it being weird. But yeah, that that inner conflict that I have within myself causes me to feel loneliness often. I do You're Not Finished by Myself. I work from home. I go to the gym alone. Like all, I do a lot of things by myself. And that's, as someone who knows that we are not wired to be alone all the time. It's disheartening. It's hard to admit. Actually, was it that hard for me just now? I feel like it wasn't. 
maybe because I'm sitting by myself recording. I'm sure if like somebody asked me, depending on who it is, maybe it'd be harder. I'm not sure, but but yeah, I feel that loneliness often. And so watching these YouTube videos, like, yeah, I'm good with being alone. It's like, okay, more power to you if that's actually true. However, the whole recording yourself being lonely and then getting and monetizing that content and getting likes and views and encouragement kind of brings the community towards you. Like, are you really, (laughs) are you really by yourself? Like, do you really not have any friends? Like, what is that? What does that mean? And so with watching those, I have no friends, quote unquote, videos, and kind of having that same experience, I don't have no friends, but I can count my friends on one hand, for sure. But watching those videos and having that experience, I'm like, eh, like, is that really, is that really the case? Truthfully. Because we can't collectively claim to know the importance of friendship or connection to others and then promote the idea that being without friends is okay at the same time. Especially monetizing it and, you know, getting people to comment and feed the algorithm and stuff like that. It just feels super weird. There's something super weird about that. Like I said, we are not wired to live on our own. We weren't created to live without meaningful and mutual love and respect for one another, especially as Christians. Christians subscribe to this idea of being commanded to love God and one another as we love ourselves. We're subscribing to unity within the body. And so... I don't understand, especially as Christians, again, like how there's, how loneliness and friendships and connections that aren't genuine can even exist, really. Like we need connection and we need friendship. There's really no way around that. And I hope that people who are making these YouTube videos, people who subscribe to this kind of ideology can be brave enough and be safe enough to acknowledge their need for connection. Because again, they're promoting and profiting off of being alone. Meanwhile, the people who are commenting on these videos and watching these videos are living the loneliness and trying to use this content to convince themselves, at least in my opinion, again, I haven't talked to any of these people. Like, I don't think I've said that before, but I haven't talked to any of these people, but it just, based on my personal experience, I'm like, you could easily like feed yourself the, this kind of content. You can meditate on it. You can watch it all the time and convince yourself that you're okay without friendship. And I just don't believe, I don't think I will ever believe that that is true. 
I've talked about how good friendships are beneficial for mental health before. You can look back on, I forgot what episode, y'all. <laughs> I don't feel like looking for it, but uh, there was an episode back probably in season one where I talked about the importance of friendship on mental health and gave all the stats and stuff like that. So I'm not going to do that here again, but yeah, I just want us all to be honest with ourselves. And I personally hope that I can get to a point where as I heal and as I grow, I'm able to fully be confident in myself, be safe enough to just go out there and engage with people without without that fear of rejection or even in spite of it. Because nobody wants to be rejected. Nobody wants their needs to not be met, um, especially if they're valid needs and not, you know, anything leaning towards narcissism or anything like that. But people have needs that they need to be met. And some of those needs are only met in the context of community. So do with that what you want, you guys. I just, I wanted to come on here and just talk about the no friends, quote unquote, no friends problem, because I'm like, man, this is terrible. Terrible. Like people end up dying by suicide because they feel alone in their experience. That there's no hope for them, that there's nobody that can help them. So why are we promoting this idea? It's 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 crazy to me. Getting like millions of views off of that, it's it's wild. But um anyway, I digress. That's really what I wanted to talk about today. It's something that I wanted to put out there and allow people to think about. Oh, one thing though that I do want to mention too is and I've said this before too, um, in regards to ghosting, I think it's much easier to throw a friendship in the trash than try to work on that relationship to actually face conflict and admit fault when necessary or speak the truth when necessary. It's just easier to just throw people in the trash and try to start over, which is dumb because we need to be, we need to be able to endure in the context of a relationship with one another. And I feel like our collective endurance as a whole is very low. Like, yes, set boundaries. Yes, communicate things that are true. Yes, make changes in the relationship that make it better. Even, yes, sometimes take the space that you need. But... Doing stuff like throwing the relationship away or being like, you know, I'm okay with ha- not having friends type of thing. Like, that's that's cap. You're coping at this point. Like, truthfully, I really believe people are co- coping when they do that. It's a coping mechanism to just be able to drop somebody because dealing with that conflict directly challenges who you are. It's a challenge to who you've been. It requires you to put in work that maybe you've never put in before. And people don't want to do that. It's hard. I don't blame them. 
It's difficult. But me understanding that it's hard doesn't absolve people from needing to put in the work when it comes to relationships. So that, I think also, I think that also contributes to why people are drawn to not even having friends at all because they don't want to deal with any type of conflict within themselves or with anyone else. So yeah, I just want to reiterate that I hope we get to a point where we understand how important it is to have connection, to have friendship, to connect with family. All of course under safe circumstances. But there really is no way around intimacy and connection. We just need it. So that's it for real. That's all I got for this episode. I cannot say when the next episode is going to come out. I'm just, I'm just going to be real about that. Um, hopefully it's next month. But I don't know. I really do just full transparency. I really do struggle with being consistent with you're not finished. And that is largely because of how minimal the encouragement is to keep it going. Um, I did post some stats the other day. If you're following me on Instagram, I post them there. Um, and while I am proud of those stats, it is not statistics that will ever be a motivator to me ever. I've seen it where a lot of people like, especially in like Christian settings, like every other week, they'll be like, you know, 12 souls were saved. And I'm just like, that's amazing. But what do you do with those 12 souls once they've made the decision to become a Christian? Like what happens after the fact? You know what I mean? So I feel like numbers are just numbers. Like when it comes to you're not finished, numbers is the thing that I care about the least. And I understand how dumb that sounds given the fact that I'm trying to sell merch. I'm trying to get eyes on the blog. I'm trying to get people to listen to the podcast. More engagement, like... Like, yes, this is a business, so I'm running that with the hope that the numbers grow. But that is, like I said, the least priority. The priority is that people are encouraged, that lives are changed and transformed. The priority is that lives are saved should they decide to become a Christian. Um, the point is that Stigma ends surrounding mental health and suicide prevention. The point is that more people become educated, especially in Christian settings, as it pertains to mental health and suicide. That's much bigger to me than those stats. So when I'm not personally encouraged to continue doing that, it is, it's tough. And I hate even admitting that I need encouragement, but I do. <laughs> um, it's just, it's just a fact. Um, so I do appreciate those who have been supportive up to this point. 
um, and those people know who they are. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's hard because as you already know by now, this is a, a solo mission. So yeah, I'm working on doing this despite my personal needs not being met. Speaking of needs, I am working on continuing to be consistent, to put out the content, to engage with people who want to engage despite my own personal needs being met. But also, I've learned a lot about myself too as far as my expectations and my perception of my needs not being met as well. So I feel like it's twofold. It's partially on me and it's partially on my environment. So the resolve would be to change my environment and to change the way I think about things, which is what I'm working on. So again, keep me in your prayers, guys, because I really, I understand that you're not finished is a central purpose. It's not the purpose, but it is a central purpose in my life. Um, and it's bigger than me. That's where it's at with You're Not Finished. And that's pretty much the end of this episode, y'all. For real. If you need additional resources for mental health, addiction, and suicide prevention, head over to the Get Help section on the You're Not Finished website at www.you'renotfinished.com. If you want to share your experience or tell your story or your journey as someone with a diagnosed mental health or mood disorder, or you just want to share your struggle if you're undiagnosed in order to connect with and encourage others and you're okay with that being shared on the You're Not Finished website or here on the You're Not Finished podcast, shoot an email to stories at you'renotfinished.com or contact me through the website. Anonymous submissions are always welcome. That's it, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you all have a great day and finish well. Bye.